everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's August 21st. It's 2020, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Eyes819. Keith, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well. Doing well. How are you? Uh, I'll let you know here in a little while. I need uh, I need Baltimore and Boston to wake up the bats a little bit. Um, Eovaldi is uh, looking like Cy Eovaldi, and I hate when Cy Eovaldi comes out when I stack against him. So, <laughs> Yeah, I had a bit of Baltimore too. Uh, I've got a lot of late offense yet, so I'm, I'm still hopeful to, for tonight. Yeah, I have a lot of Oakland and San Francisco. We're recording pretty early, um, so like these games are not even going to get started by the time we get done. So um, get to go. Watch um watch a little bit of that and um really impressed by Shane Bieber again. Like this guy is just Incredible. he is front runner for Cy Young right now, in my opinion. Yep, absolutely. Hands That's down. Insane. Yeah. Yep. So Underdog Fantasy Sports from the minds behind the draft app. NFL Best Ball is fun, set it and forget it format. They have an app on iOS and Android. Best ball leagues from three dollars to a hundred dollars, including their signature best ball mania tournament. $25 entry, million-dollar prize pool with $200,000 to the winner. They also have a $5 tournament as well called the Bubble. Be on the lookout for live draft shows on Roto-Grinders. Check them out now at underdogfantasy.com or download the app today and start your NFL drafting. Let's get started here. Uh, like I said, we have a gazillion games to get through. So my favorite game on the slate is the Marlins and Nationals, and it stinks that that game's not on the slate because I'd be stacking that bad boy up. Uh, Brewers and Pirates is where we get started, though. We got Hauser against Chad Cool. Do you have any interest here in Adrian Hauser? Um, slight, slight interest, uh, probably more of a tournament play for me. Uh, this Pirates offense is pretty bad, but Hauser, Hauser doesn't go very deep. Um, so I, I do have some interest, not not a cash game play for me, but I, I'll throw a few darts in tournaments. See, he he pitched against – this is the team that he opened the season against, um, and, like, he pitched really well against them in five innings. And, like, it was his first start, so he only went 68 pitches. Like, if he can get 85 to 90 here like he's been getting, um, I, I think he could dominate this game. He gets a ballpark upgrade going to Pittsburgh. We don't have a ton of – great arms we have some good arms in this range we don't have a ton of great arms so like he's one of those good arms that listen i'm gonna keep talking about how bad pittsburgh is they're bad and like i'm worried about josh bell colin moran has some power but outside of that like this offense is <laughs> they're rebuilding um let's just say that so i think Hauser's in play and then on the other side chad cool milwaukee's bad but i don't think chad cool is great um he does have some K stuff, but, like, you want to talk about a guy, we have zero idea how Depot go. Um, it, it's definitely Chad Cool. Yeah, I'm with you there. He he has been getting stretched out a little bit and has been having pretty good success. Brewer's offense is pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, not a ton of interest. You could do a lot worse at 6,900. I will say that. Like, yeah. when you're looking at the guys in this range, like – Logan Webb, Danny Duffy, you know, John Gray against the Dodgers, Plutko against Detroit, I guess is interesting, but like Quantrill against Houston, like you could do a lot worse in this range. So I'm not going to instantly write him off. He is a guy that, you know, has a 33% K rate since, you know, beginning of the season. So, and this man, this Milwaukee team, when you look at like 2020 yeah. numbers, like yeah. it's bad. You know, yeah. Garcia 27%, Yelich 31%, Hera 35%, Smoke 42%, Gamble 44.4%. Like a lot of strikeouts up and down this lineup. Um, listen, as far as the Milwaukee bats, I, I think Yelich as a one off is always in play, but like it, it's just not a team that I'm going to stack a lot. I'm definitely not going to stack it, you know, when we're looking at. Uh, this 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 price tags on some of these guys. Yeah, I, this ballpark. I, yeah, totally agree. Cool uh, has has struggled with lefty power in his career, so I, I really like the Yelich call. Uh, maybe a stab at Smoke as a one off cheap, but yeah, I, I'm not going to stack him either. Yeah, and the thing like I always like Yelich against like fly ball types of guys, and like Chad Cool is a massive fly ball guy, um, so. Uh, and then on the Pittsburgh side, like Josh Bell's a one-off, I guess. Colin Moran is a one-off, but like I'm not going out of my way to target bats in this game. Yeah, with you there. 
Big slate. We don't have to settle for offenses that are underwhelming this season. Uh, Tigers and Indians, Michael Fulmer against Adam Plutko. Um, Fulmer, is he doing like the whole opening bit? Um, yeah, he's been. It's, yeah, it's going to be Alexander. So. Yeah, he's like uh, three in tops. Yeah, like uh, this is just a full end pass for me on both of these guys. Yeah, with you. Uh, Plutko, like Detroit's another team that's just this, this lineup is really bad. Do you have any interest here in Adam Plutko? Uh, no interest in Plutko, no. He's going to be like an like a, a ownership type of thing for me. Like if if he gets like ownership, I'll, I'll pass. But if nobody's playing him, he could strike out righties, and he'll probably see five six righties here. Uh, so like if he doesn't get any ownership, I might roll the dice at sixty three hundred on one of my three teams. But two pitcher site, not a fan will play by any means. Um, Detroit bats, anything standing out to you here for Detroit? So a lot of the pitching I like in on this slate, similar to, to yesterday's slate, is at the high end. So I'm going to have to find some cheap offense, and this Detroit offense does actually interest me a little bit. Uh, Plitko's a, a contact guy for the most part. Uh, Detroit's got some sneaky power. I, I like Goodrum. Uh, maybe Kristen Stewart can run into one. Uh, Jimer Candelario has been uh, decent of late. So maybe like a three-man to, to complement a higher price stack and high price pitching. I don't mind that call. Um, I, I get why, I get why you're wanting to do it. Um, you know, it's just, man, this, this team's scary. Um, the guy that like has been hitting the ball this year has been like Jacoby Jones and like he's three K. So like you can get the guy that's actually been hitting the ball this year. Like he's been cold lately, but like to start the season, like he was the dude that was like super hot. Um, so like you're getting a lot of cheap bats, um, so I understand like why you'd be looking at it. Um, Cleveland on the other side, any interest in these bats? I do. I always interest in Cleveland bat in Cleveland bats. Um, I don't love targeting games that are more of a bullpen scenario. Like you're going to get Fulmer for two or three, and then whoever whoever the reliever is coming in after them, and they're going to mix and match from there. So I don't I don't love the full stack. I don't think. So here's the thing that I kind of like about Cleveland. The top four guys are all switchy switch hitters, and Reyes hits righties better than lefties. So it's going to be Tyler Alexander that comes in and throws a couple innings after Fulmer, and he's a contact guy. Fulmer's pitching to contact this year. So, like, Cleveland, a team that's struggling, gets two guys to start this game that are kind of contact guys. And, like, the Detroit bullpen is nothing to write home about. So, like – I think you can look at like a three to five man top end type of stack here just because you got all those switch guys. So like, it really doesn't matter who they bring in Um, because like, even like the switch hitters, like a lot of these guys can hit both sides. So I think Cleveland's a little interesting here. The only issue that I have with Cleveland here is like Ramirez is 54. Lindor is 53. Reyes is 46. Santana is 44. So like you're, you need like a big game on a, on a, I guess it's going to be 12 games because the Yankees game got postponed. But, like, on a 12-game slate still, like, you're going to need big production out of a stack that's this expensive. And, like, Cleveland hasn't provided that at all this season. Yeah, and that's uh, going back to – it's it's how the pitching breaks down on this slate. I just – I don't think I can fit the full stack in. So, um, I do like a couple of one-offs or three-man, but um, probably can't pay for the full stack. Phillies and Braves, Aaron Nola, Max Freed. Um, any interest here in Nola? So Nola has been outstanding to start the year. Um, the Braves are without um, Acuna and without uh, Albies. So, yeah, I think uh, Nola is one of the top plays on the slate. I'm with you. I am a guy that doesn't play right-handed pitchers against the, the Braves, but this is this is 2018 Aaron Nola. This is not 2019 Aaron Nola. Um, a lot of, like, the concerns that we had with him last year – it's just like his stuff is moving again. He's getting strikeouts. He's attacking hitters. This dude has a 40% K rate on the season. And like, he is just attacking guys. And the thing is like, there's no underlining numbers saying that like he's going backwards. He has a two ERA with a 1.24 XFIP. Like this is, this is what we want to see from Aaron Nola. So as much as I don't like to target the Braves, 
Aaron Nola is very much in play here. Um, he's a guy that can go out and get you double-digit strikeouts. You already mentioned no Albies, no Acuna. This lineup, you know, outside of Freeman, it, it's it's still good. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say the Braves lineup is still not good. Like, I, I think, like, in cash games, you can make arguments for maybe safer options. But, like, I think he's super in play across the board. Um, so I'm with you. I, I think Nola is one of the top pitchers on the slate. Um, I think Max Freed is really starting to show why he's a top prospect too. Um, he's pitching fantastic to start the season. This is a really tough matchup on paper. They're going to throw McCutcheon, Hoskins, Ramuto, Sangura. Um, they call that bum. Like they're going to throw probably seven. I, I would guess Harper and Didi are still in the lineup. So seven righties against Freed and, it's scary. I think he's going to be low-owned. Uh, what's your thoughts on Max Fried? So with Fried, it's, it's the strikeout upside. Um, I do still have some interest because of that. Um, Philly does scare me. There, there's a ton of right-handed power in this lineup, and even Harper and Gregorius are, are pretty good against lefty-lefty. So um, it, it's, a, it's a scary matchup. Boom-bust spot, though. He can, he can strike some people out. He's very good against lefties. I, I, I agree with you. Harper is really good. Just in general, he's a good hitter. But, like, this guy is very good against lefties. Like, he does not give up a lot of power to lefties. He has good stuff against lefties, too. Like, he, he throws that, like, fastball slider, like, curveball mix against lefties and doesn't just, like, throw fastballs like some lefty-lefty matchups. So, um, bats in this game, like, overall, I think this is one of those games that I'll probably stay away from. But I will say, like – if I pull up weather edge and it's going to be like super hot with perfect dew points and stuff, like you can make an argument for a Philly stack or even maybe like a Freeman one-off. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm probably going to avoid it on a big slate. Um, but if it's going to be super low owned and the weather's hot, then, then I might have some interest. I will say like both of these teams, the offenses, the power that both of these teams have, they can win you tournaments. So like, you know, on a 12 game slate at low ownership, like, even though we like the pitchers, like these types of teams with these, like look at the lineups up and down, like even without Albies and, um, you know, Acuna, like both these lineups are like stout up and down. So they can win you tournaments. So, you know, you got to take that into account when you're looking at like large field tournaments. Uh, Red Sox and Orioles, Col- Colton Brewer against John Means. Um, any interest here in Colton Brewer? None for me. Yeah, like, this might be one of those whole situations where, like, we see, like, long relievers for both sides. Um, I was reading earlier that, like, we might only see Means throw a a few and then, like, Lopez is going to come in and then, like, Brewer might start and then, like, um, Hernandez might come in for the Red Sox. So, I don't know. Um, Like, this is just one of those spots where I'm going to get a bullpen game out of two of the worst bullpens in baseball. Like, I know this game's kind of underwhelming right now on, on Thursday, but I'm probably going to go back to the well and load up on this game. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I, I think Hernandez is a, is a really good pitcher, and he's going to be a decent starter one day, probably a really good starter. Um, he's, he's pitched out of the bullpen the last year and hasn't pitched this year, I don't believe. Um, he was uh, he was COVID, so yeah. – yeah. So I'm I'm more on the Boston side just because of the respect for Hernandez. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely am going to have exposure to both sides of this game. The thing that I like about Baltimore here, um, I, well, well, I guess we'll start with Baltimore, but the thing that I like about Baltimore here is like Colton Brewer is going to scare some people off of like Nunez and Alberto and like Hernandez being a lefty. Hernandez had a massive whip last season too. Like his whip, I think it ended at like one seven or something like that. Um, so I think like you could target some of these, you know, righties that are very splits neutral and, um, you know, take care of business here with Baltimore, but I'm with you. I like the Boston side more like John means is not great. Um, and then like <laughs> Jorge Lopez is going to come in and relief. Yeah. Like how many times we stack against this guy when he pitched for Kansas city last year? Yeah, that that's it right there. I, I means is not a terrible pitcher, um, so give me all the. I hope Jorge Lopez comes in in the second inning and and Boston can just destroy him. Uh, that's that's really my target here, uh, and I'm going to full stack it several different ways. 
Yeah, like they've let means go anywhere from like two thirds to like um like four and two thirds. So it's like, what are we really gonna get from John Means here? Like, but here's the thing: both of these bullpens are bad. So if any of these guys get in trouble, like that's one of the reasons that you like that you're stacking against Boston this year is just that bullpen has been. <laughs> so I'm a Sox fan. It's been hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, going going back to the. Baltimore thing a little bit um Hernandez could come in and walk three guys give up a hit and he may not be out there for more than an inning or two so um more I think about it I I do have a lot of interest in the Baltimore side too Uh, yeah like you you honestly like it doesn't matter who the team is you have to have interest in anybody taking on the Red Sox like uh, like I say that Nathan Evaldi's pitching great on Thursday and it's, and it's tilting, but like I'm going to stack against the Red Sox every day because I know if I get to that bullpen in like the third or fourth inning at all this season, like I, I have tournament winning upside every time. So, um, you know, I, I think that this is definitely something that I'm going to be looking at on this slate for sure. Yep. Uh, Minnesota and Kansas city, Jake Odorizzi, Danny Duffy um, facing off here. Uh, always fun with the Duff Meister. Uh, do you have any interest in um, Jake Odorizzi? Threw a curveball. I said Duffy, and I, I threw a curveball at you. <laughs> um, Odorizzi, in, he, he missed the beginning of the season. He's in his third start, I believe. This would be his uh, third one, yep. Yeah. So hasn't, hasn't went deep yet, uh, has had success in the past. I, Kansas City doesn't have a great offense. Uh, what's Odorizzi's price? Wow, he's up at 9,000. Uh, not at 9,000, I don't think. Yeah, like, so he's this is his third start this season, and it's his third start against Kansas City. And, like, that to me is like, all right, that's a red flag in general. Um, the fact that, like, it was a back injury, um, like, I feel like as long as it wasn't an arm injury, I'm okay with that. I think, like, he'll probably throw, like, 90, 95 pitches in the start. Um, you know, that's usually the jump on two to three. Uh, but – Man, it's so concerning that, like, here we go again, like, same team. Like, this is, like, they, they have seen him so much recently. Um, and, like, I, I hate that. I really do. The price on DraftKings, I was quickly pulling up, like, the price on FanDuel. Um, and, like, his FanDuel price – because I, I, I think he has really high win equity. I will say that. So, like, on FanDuel, it's somewhat interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was interested till I saw the price. Uh, he is 6,500 on FanDuel. I think he's super playable over there. Agree. Yep, totally. Yep. Yeah, way cheaper, much more of a FanDuel play. The win equity is there. I have zero interest in Danny Duffy on that note. <laughs> Not against this Minnesota tw- team. Um, I mean, Nelson Cruz is one of the best hitters in baseball. Put him against the lefty, and he's in the top three conversation. Uh, so, no, yeah, it, it's a tough matchup for Duffy. Yeah, so no, Cruz, um, you know, we, we should see those guys in there for sure. Um, you know, Buxton has been hitting lefties this season. You know, Garver has been ice cold to start the season. But, like, you know, if we, if we look at a larger sample size, he, he definitely has great numbers against lefties. So there's going to be enough bats here, even like Marwin Gonzalez and stuff. Like, yeah, Plonko will turn around and hit. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I know that Josh Donaldson's getting close. Um uh, so, you know, we got to watch that. Like, I know he's getting close. So, could happen over the weekend, could happen in the beginning of next week, but I know he's getting a lot closer. Um, anybody else from Minnesota? No, I mean, I don't mind Kepler lefty lefty. He's had some success, but not, wouldn't be one, one of my top choices. Duffy gives up a lot of fly balls to lefties, too, um, and doesn't generate a ton of soft contact against lefties. So, I honestly, I don't mind the Kepler or Rosario if you're stacking Minnesota. Because if, like, you get Duffy out in, like, the third or fourth inning, like, those guys could pay dividends on their stack on the back end of your stack. So, um, I don't mind lefty-lefty. I always say that. Like, if you're stacking a team and you're making, like, a five-man stack, don't be afraid of, like, playing lefty-lefty or righty-righty matchups and, like, just playing the platoons because everybody just wants the platoon guys. Yeah, people way overreact to same-handedness matchups, especially lefty-lefty. And and there's merit to it, but I think it's gone too far. Like – Mike Yastrzemski, for example, tonight is going to be, like, unowned, and I have 20% of him. Yeah, and, like, he's easily a guy that can win you a tournament with multiple home runs. So, yep. um, Kansas City bats, like, 
Odorizzi's a guy that throughout his career, he's always given up a ton of hard contact. So, like, if I was targeting bats from Kansas City, probably be like Dozier or Solaire, right? Like the two power guys here. Yeah, Odorizzi is definitely the fly ball guy that, yeah, it, it, I'd be hunting home runs. Definitely no stacks for me. Man, Eovaldi is just mowing. It's so tilting. He is just mowing him <laughs> down. Um, man, if you guys knew how much Baltimore I played today, man. Reds and Cardinals, Anthony Descalfani <laughs> against Dakota Hudson. Um, any interest here in Descalfani? So he got absolutely crushed in his last start. I know. I played him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think he's a good pitcher, though. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are very good. They're without DeJong and without Molina. Molina's uh, back. Looks, Molina is back. You're right. Um, yeah. I still have some interest. Uh, I just I don't think the Cardinals' offense is is that threatening. Uh, he's down there at 77, 8100 on DraftKings. Uh, we're looking for something in that range, um, so I'm going to give him a pass on the last start, and I'll I'll probably sprinkle him in a little bit. He is so he is so he's so he's like, so like um, um, lineup dependent for me. Like if they roll out. Like, cause they like they have lefties now. Like, they can go Wong, they can go Edmund, they can go Carpenter, Miller. I'm trying to count in my head. That's four. Fowler's five. They have Carlson. So, like, six lefties. Not super concerned about like the bottom lefties, but like, originally when I opened up this slate, I loved Descalfani and like realizing like how left-handed heavy. Cause like the Cardinals for the last two or three years, they've just notoriously been like a very right-handed heavy team. So. Yeah. Like, I was, like, super pumped about this spot. Um, Milwaukee went super right-handed against Descalfani a couple starts ago, and he dominated them. So, like, it really, for me, is going to depend on what this lineup looks like because we, we already talked about Hauser in the same price range, and I like Hauser's matchup. If Descalfani is facing a lot of um, lefties, I might go Hauser – and like Nola or whoever I end up with at the top, I think, um, you know, there's a couple options up there. So I'm not writing off Descafani. I think like he just didn't have it against Pittsburgh. It wasn't his start. And like, I'm not super concerned about the Cardinals in general, but like even like Sonny Gray ran into some trouble um, facing a bunch of lefties against this team on Thursday. And I know it's a one game like sample, but like, it's enough for me to be a little bit more concerned just because they can go so left-handed heavy now. Yeah, he's certainly not going to be one of my top own, but um, if I'm just looking to save some salary, uh, and I'm talking large field tournaments here. He can win you a tournament. There's yeah. no doubt about it. He can win you a tournament. Like, no doubt, no question in my mind. Like, if he's on, he's a guy that can put up 30-plus. So, uh, Dakota Hudson on the other side. Dakota Hudson, like, he's been somewhat impressive on, like, the ability to get ground balls and not, like, get, like, smashed and stuff like that. You know, his strikeout break is up a little bit this season. But, like, overall, this is, like, more of, like, a pitch-to-contact guy that we've seen so far. And I, I hate pitch-to-contact guys in tournaments. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I, and I do have respect for the Reds' offense. Um, no Hudson for me. Uh, let's talk bats here. What's standing out to you for Cincinnati? Uh, I, it's the lefties mainly. Uh, Winker has been off to an amazing start. Moustakas has got a ton of power. Uh, the righties with power, Cassianos and Suarez, always can play them. Uh, those the tacos, man. Gotta love me some Moose Tacos. Uh, I'm so happy that he's healthy and like he's back and everything. Like He's just a guy that – Anytime he's facing the righty, gotta love the Mustacos. Um, I don't love the St. Louis ballpark, but it has been hot a little bit um, at times, and we can play this spot. But I don't know if I'd five man stack Cincy. I think they could be like a secondary stack, though. You'd go like um, Castellanos, Suarez, Mustacos. Um, I said this, you did Grinders Live with me. I was so excited that Vado was batting leadoff, and I don't have to stack him. So. I hate playing that dude. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is convenient. Yeah, it is. start at start at number two and go on down the list. But like realistically, like I hate on Votto. He's a real good real life hitter, and like he actually makes sense as like a leadoff hitter. He doesn't give you like the speed, but like 
he's a dude that chokes up. He puts the ball in play. Like, he doesn't strike out a ton. Like, he is a definite, legit potential leadoff hitter. But yeah. um, Cardinals, Bats, anything standing out to you here? Only if it only if I'm looking at Descalfani's last start is the reason I would have interest. You mentioned the lefties. I don't know that Carpenter's the same as, as he was. Um, just I, I don't think I have a ton of interest in St. Louis, no. Yeah. I, Carpenter's 3,600 and Brad Miller's 3,700. Like, I could potentially see myself using those guys, like, together and doing, like, a two-man with, like, a one-off and, like, a five-man uh, just because of the price. But I'll be honest, like, when you're looking at it, how many stacks are you really going to leave out a first and maybe potentially like a third baseman? Um, so right. it's really tough. Um, Brad Miller, like, I don't know what he's been drinking or whatever, but um, he's been hitting the ball super hard. And um, I always respect that. Like I always respect like when a guy is, seems to be healthy and maybe he has found his swing again. Um, and he's 3,700. I think he's, he's playable. Um Descafani is a lot worse against lefties than he is righties, so I don't mind like a little two-man, but I'm with you, Carpenter. There's something going on with him for sure. Uh, White Sox and Cubs, Dallas Keuchel, John Lester. Um, any interest here in Keuchel? Um, I don't know what the wind is doing. I didn't have a chance to check that. Did you? I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. He's a ground ball guy anyway, um, but he's not a strikeout guy. There are some strikeouts in this Cubs lineup, so um, what's the price? Neutral win. Win shouldn't be a thing here in this game. Neutral win. I don't think there's enough upside at 8,200 on DraftKings uh, for me to play him against the Cubs' power right-handed bats. Yeah, like he probably puts up like 15 in this. Like both of these pitchers probably put up like 15. Yep. I probably don't stack against either one of these guys, but I don't – like. The problem with the Cubs, too, you need fly ball pitchers against them. They hit the ball on the ground a ton. Like, it's something that I noticed last year. It's definitely, you know, carried on to this season as well. Like, I think, like, six or seven of these guys have, you know, ground ball rates around 50% against um, lefties, too. So, yeah, I'm looking at this projected lineup for the Cubs right now, and Bryant got an injection in his wrist the other day, and he's missed the last couple games. This projected lineup is ugly. (laughs) It It is. This is what they're rolling out. I might have more interest in Keiko than I thought. Um, Hap at the top, he's better from the left side. Rizzo hits lefties well, um, but obviously better against a righty. Baez has been awful this year to start. Contreras will scare you. Bodie's hit the ball well, but I mean, and then the bottom, there's nothing that scares me there. So this lineup for the Cubs is, is not looking very dangerous. I say this all the time, and um, I don't know how much I've said it recently, but, like, you should always check lineups when you're even, like, remotely considering a pitcher because, like, if this projected lineup rolls out and there's five, six guys with strikeout rates over 20, 20% and, like, everybody hits the ball on the ground, like, Heichel's not a terrible option at 8,200. Um, I, I, I think, like, in that type of scenario, like, he's a guy that could potentially go, like, seven, eight innings. Um I just don't see them like letting him go over a hundred pitches. Like I feel like they're going to kids glove him. Um, but, Oh man, John Lester on the other side, like I just, I can't play Lester at 9,500. And I know I say this every time, but he hasn't beat me yet. Like he hasn't paid off his price yet. And I just don't, I just don't like see it. Like he is pitching the ground balls this year. And like, I respect what he's doing and that's fine. But this dude's sitting with a 5.4 xFIP with a 15% K rate. He's not missing bats, and like he's still giving up a ton of hard contact. So all I need is like one game where like those ground balls and the, like he's missing the zone just by a, a little bit, and like he's gonna get pounded eventually, and it's coming. I don't know if this is the spot, but it's coming. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm not playing any luster. Man, you can make a you can make you can make an argument for the White Sox stack on this slate. I just looked at their pricing. Like Anderson's forty eight hundred. He's been crushing the ball since he's come back from the right. IL. But like everybody else is like super cheap. Like everybody's cheap. Like you can make an argument for stacking the White Sox and going double barrel pitcher on this slate. So 
I didn't originally have interest in stacking against Lester, but I, I might have talked myself into a White Sox stack. Yeah, and there, there's right-handed power, too. Lester's going to give up a home run, at, at least one, probably two or three. So I, Listen I, to I, the Cubs fan. He knows. He sees yeah. it in John Lester. It, it's coming. I, I know it's coming. It's just, oh man, I hate pitchers with it. Like XFIP Sierra's three points higher than their ERA. Like that just screams regression so hard. Yep. And he's absolutely been good this year, but you, you can see it in the underlying numbers. He misses with a couple pitches and they're, they're leaving the yard. Like it's, that's just what's going to happen. And this White Sox team with their right handed power is the perfect team to do it to him. Yeah. The Brewers just beat him up last start. Like it's, man, I actually, I like the White Sox a lot more than I had originally had thought I was going to, but. You look at a lot of these numbers, and like if Lester struggles here, this is this is a spot. Like this team can win a win a tournament. They could hit three or four home runs with this lineup. Yeah, and the Cubs bullpen has been horrible. They've been better lately. Kimbrel seems to have found his stride. Uh, Jefferson Wick have been pretty good, but but the Cubs bullpen to start the season was probably bottom five in baseball. So if they can get Lester out in three or four innings, then it's it's game on. Man, it is um, – it's really easy to build a Nola Hauser with a White Sox stack. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have any interest in the Cubs bats? Keuchel is not someone I generally target as a control guy, a ground ball guy. Um, it, it would be power one-offs for me, and Bryant would be the one, and I don't, I don't think he's going to be back yet. So, um, Bodie, if he's really cheap, would – maybe as a one-off, but Baez has been too bad for me to, to plug in there. So He's so cheap, though. Like, he's a guy that can hit two home runs at 4,100. Like, if you're playing large field tournaments, I don't know if I would, like, write off Javi Baez, but I agree with you. Like, he he's struggling, um, you know, three for his last 35 at the plate. So, like, know that going in. Know that going in um, that, like, there's a lot of, um, lot of struggle here for Javi Baez right now. So, uh, sure, the regular season is fun and all, but only one thing can compare to the excitement of the playoffs, and that is DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Both basketball and hockey have entered their respective playoffs, and DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action. With millions in prizes throughout the week, there is no better place to make it rain. Start playing for free with your first deposit today. If you haven't tried it, daily fantasy sports are easy to play. Just draft your players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points based off your players' performance. There's no better way to put your sports knowledge to the test and compete for millions of dollars in prizes throughout the week. But if Daily Fantasy isn't for you, DraftKings just launched Best Ball, a contest for football season. If you aren't familiar with Best Ball, simply head to the app now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code GRIND to play free with your first deposit today. Compete for millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week alone. That's promo code GRIND to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes all week long, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. We're moving right along here. We got the Rangers and the Mariners. Colby Allard against Nick Marchivius. Um, I could easily have said that wrong. I did not look it up before. I usually try to look up crazy names like that before. But, uh, hey, that's what we're going with. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't have any interest in either one of these pitchers. I have been picking on Texas all year long. But um, I don't. I don't think I could do it here. He pitched okay against Houston last time out, but, like, Again, Keith, we just got another pitch to contact guy, and, like, that scares me against a team like Texas who they kind of need a guy like this to get it rolling a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. No interest in the pitchers. Uh, I mean, Allard was a high draft pick, but he hasn't shown any any strikeout stuff either. He might he might get lucky against the bad Mariners offense. Um, uh, Margavichus, I think, is how it is. Um no, yeah, no interest there either. Um, Texas's offense has been brutal, uh, but it, it's a strikeout problem, and Margavich is just—he doesn't have any. Um, I don't mind Gallo as a one-off lefty on lefty, probably going to be a really low owned. Um, so I like that in a tournament, but um, the full stack—I just—I don't know if there's enough talent in this Rangers team. 
Yeah, like Texas, I think you mentioned, you know, Joey Gallo, he's definitely in play. Um, I don't hate like that Todd Frazier type of play. Um, but that's that's really it, like on the Texas side for me. I don't see myself like fully stacking it. And then like on the Seattle side, I love Nola. Um Austin Nola under 4K against the lefty, you know, Kyle Lewis. I think he's another guy you could potentially look at here. Um, and then, like, we, we've talked about it a few times, like lefty-lefty matchups. Like, let's talk Kyle Seager. This guy, it, it just continues to crush left-handed pitching, and, like, nobody likes to play him against lefties. And then, like, he's good against righties. So, like, Seager, a guy with a 295 ISO, 400 Woba against lefties since the start of last season, is sitting at 3,500. Um, fantastic play. That that is a great call. Um, I don't mind the stack here. Dylan Moore has been decent this year too, hitting yep. in the two hole. So um, I don't mind the full stack. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you could potentially build like a four or five man stack here for Seattle, and they're not overly expensive. So uh, definitely a team that's on my radar. And um, I really don't think like we'll see any type of ownership on Kyle Seager, and um, he's crushing the ball right now. Yeah, love that. Uh, Astros and Padres, Lance McCullers against Garrett Richards. Um, I ate a hat last time. Um, Lance McCullers took the mound. Um, and like, I'm perfectly fine with being wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong about McCullers. That's for sure. Um, like he pitched really well against the Giants. He pitched really well against Seattle. Uh, we're starting to see Lance McCullers return to Lance McCullers, um, you know, health wise. Do you have any interest in him here? I do. I, I can sympathize with you there because against Arizona, when they opened the roof on him, I was way overweight on him and he got absolutely destroyed. So um, he, this has been a tough guy to pin down this year. Um, but like you said, two good outings in a row, historically a very good pitcher. The curveball has been outstanding in the past. If, if he's getting the feel for that back and instead of leaving it out over the plate, if he's burying it in the zone, uh, obviously San Diego has a ton of power, but McCullers has some strikeout upside. So probably some interest there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, before we got started and like his last start, like I, I was one that really criticized him where he was throw, leaving a lot of his pitches and like over the last few starts, it's been a lot better. So I think he's super in play here at 9,300. I do think there's some strikeout upside and I do think like the, the win equity is pretty high because uh, Quent- Quentrell, on the other side, he stinks. Um, so we'll we'll see. It's not Richards, it's Quantrell. My bad. Um, I said Richards first, but yeah, like it could be like an opener situation because he he really hasn't like pitched deep yet. So it could be Richards out of the. I don't know. Like the whole situation. I'm passing on whoever pitches for San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Houston, like this this team's always an interesting stack. Like they're not like crushing the ball. They're gonna be coming out of cores here. Um they're in play. I don't think that like Bregman with him going to the IL and Alvarez going to the IL, the stack isn't as sexy as it was, but um, you know, they they are gonna have a lot of cheaper bats here because they they are dealing with, you know, quite a few guys that are on the IL. Yeah, it's really tough to stack this team because I think one of their best hitters is down there in the sixth hole. Kyle Tucker has been pretty good this year. Um, and Altuve has been terrible. And Josh Reddick is hitting cleanup. Like, <laughs> I don't, it, it's a really tough, tough team to stack. I think that there's talent. Maybe, maybe a three-man would make more sense. I, I don't love Guriel in the fifth spot either. Um, so – I don't know. I don't even know how you do it. So it, Tucker is really the one I have the most interest in in, in Springer probably, but they're hitting so far apart that it, it's tough to even three-man them. Yeah, you almost want like Tucker, Reddick, and like Toro to hit together or something like that and like do like a little three-man with those guys. Um, like get the low on Houston bats. Hopefully you get the right ones in there and like, you know, kind of maybe works out that way. So um, I could see like something like that working if the lineup spot, like even like a Profar, like if he uh, or he's on the other side, sorry. Um, like it, it just if you get the right lineup for Houston and then like the Padres side of things, like I don't know. I I, I feel like I'm gonna trust McCullers here. If you're not, if like if you don't trust McCullers, stack San Diego. Like when he hasn't pitched well this season, it's been because of like leaving pitches up. And if he leaves pitches up against like Tatis, Machado, and Gresham. Like, they're going to crush him. Yeah, absolutely. And walks have been a problem in the past for him, too, and, and even this year. So uh, definitely we'll have at least 
one stack of the Padres if I'm if I'm heavy on McCullers. Um, moving on. Good old fashioned Stevie Hedge stack. Uh, Rockies, Dodgers, John Gray, Walker Bueller. Um, any interest here in John Gray? Not against his Dodgers team. Um, his his strikeout stuff just has not been there this year. Um, Dodgers are too good. Yeah, like, oh, man. Uh, I know it's a small sample. He pitched well against Texas. I could pitch well against Texas. Right. I'm sorry. Like, it, I could. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna pass on John Gray here. Do you have any interest in Walker Bueller? I do. Get the Rockies out of uh, Coors Field, and they strike out a whole lot more. Uh, Bueller is one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I like Walker Bueller a lot here. Um, you always kind of worry about, like, how deep he'll go into games. Um, like, he hasn't started the season fantastic either, so we, I don't think we really have gotten to see, like, how far they'll let him go yet. Um, what he's done this season is concerning, but, like, the matchup is fantastic. I think this is a great spot to hope that, like, he can get his stuff controlled here and fixed. And um, I don't know who's been catching him. Like, I'd have to do a little research. But, like, with Will Smith out, I'm hoping that Barnes is back there. He's such a good, you know, pitch caller and stuff. So, I think Walker Bueller is definitely a top option on this slate. Um, any interest in the Rockies bats at all? No, not against Bueller. Um, and then like the other side, like John Gray, I, I've highlighted this a couple times. Like you know, John Gray, 2018 when we played him a ton was throwing 94 to 96 miles an hour. This season, like his average is like 93 and a half. He's way down, like in terms of like velocity and like it's not getting better it's getting worse like his velocity is dipping more and more every start like I was pull, I pulled it up on fan graphs before we got started and like was looking at like his graph and like it's trending in the wrong direction so I think the Dodgers are the top stack on the slate I think they pound John Gray here um and two years ago like we probably were talking like how we could play John Gray in this spot yeah I don't know if I was considering him as the top stack on the slate, but I definitely had had interest. I mean, the Dodgers and their left-handed power is just unbelievable tops in baseball. Um, Gray has been has been off this year, it just seems. So um, I, I like that call. Um, He's giving up home runs too. Like you're giving up Dod- home runs, and then you're going to face the Dodgers. Anybody. Like, yeah, they can they can score ten runs off of anybody. So I, I really like that call. And they're, they're late night. Oh, man. Love late night Dodgers. Gosh, I love late night Dodgers. Uh, Angels and Athletics, Andrew Heaney, Mike Fires. Um, any interest in Andrew Heaney here? I do. Um, Oakland has a lot of right-handed power. That's It's going to be kind of a boom or bust spot. Uh, Heaney is down there at 7,700 on DraftKings. Um I like a lot of the top tier pitching. I think he, you can slot him in there as an SP two uh, in tournaments and just hope for some strikeouts. Oakland will strike out a little bit. Um, he might get beat up, but uh, I do have some interest. Yeah. I, I don't love him in the spot. Uh, like Oakland, they profile like pretty well against him. Like the only thing is like Mark, Mark Kana and like Simeon and Chapman, they do not profile like pitch wise against him really well. So like, I could see him pitching well, like if he can, you know, kind of pitch around like Loriano and Pinder and these guys, like he could pitch well here. I think he's in play. I, I do. Um, like I'm on the fence. He's like one of those guys I'm like kind of on the fence um, with, but I, I do think he is someone we can look at. Like the strikeout stuff is he's around like a 24% guy and that's, you know, a little bit lower than last year. So maybe we'll see it bump up a little bit. Um Mike Fires on the other side, I don't typically play pitchers against the Angels. Um, like, there's just not a ton of upside to face this team. I, I know the bottom of the order is a lot worse this season um, than it has been in the past, but Fires is a 10% K guy. Like, he is a – I want to go out there and throw fly balls, and I hope they don't go over the fence. And, like, that is just not what you want to do against, like, the power of Trout, Rendon, and Otani. Yeah, I, I totally agree. No chance I play Fires. Let's talk Angels bats. Like Trout's 62, Rendon's 53, but like Otani's 45. I think he's a straight up, you know, strong cash game play at that price. Um, 
I like the angels here, uh, whether you want to do like a three or five man, you know, depending on like what you can fit in price wise. Um, I think they're super in play against Mike fires here. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's just whether you can fit the full stack with the, the top end pitching that, you, that we're targeting on the slate is the only concern, but uh, a three man Otani's price makes it easier. And, and if you want to go a cheap guy to fit that in, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Um, Oakland, if you're not playing Heaney, I think you can look at potentially rolling like a three to five man stack. They have, they have so much underrated power in this lineup. Yeah, definitely. And, and they all hit lefties really well. Uh, Simeon, Loriano, Chapman, Canna, uh, even Olsen okay, is okay lefty-lefty. We've already talked about how nobody plays lefty-lefty. Um, so if you want to stack that in a tournament, I think you're going to get pretty low ownership on it. All right, um, we finish it out here. Diamondbacks, Giants, Robbie Ray, Logan Webb. Um, any interest here in Robbie Ray? Uh, it's a, always an ownership decision with Robbie Ray. If he's going to be low-owned, um, sure, he could go out and strike out 10 Giants. If he's going to be chalk, um, I think his price was down there. Yeah, 7,300. I think he's going to be a little bit popular. Um, if, if he's popular, I'm not going to have near as much interest. But, but if he's unowned, then, yeah, I'll play him a little bit. I do not like him at all. Um, I like the Giants on this game. Again, like it feels like the third straight day that I've liked the Giants. But, man, like Robbie Ray is sitting at a 6.4 XFIP this season. Like, that's bad. Like, there's bad and there's really bad. And, like, that's bad. Um, you know, he's allowed at least five run runs and three of five starts. He pitched well against the Padres last time out. But – even in the game that he, like, he pitched well, he still walked six guys. He can't throw strikes right now. So, like, you're giving me a team that's super cheap outside of, like, two guys. Um, like, I'm, I'm, I like I like the Giants again. Um, and on the other side, like, Logan Webb, like, I picked on Arizona a ton this season, but, like, he's not a guy to pick on with them. Like, he doesn't strike anybody out. Yeah, I agree. And he walks a ton of guys, too. Like, this is a game, like – if you're a fan in the stands, like, you know, you're one of those little cardboard cutouts, you're going to fall asleep from all the walks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk bats. Arizona, anything standing out to you here? Um, so I have quite a bit of Arizona tonight. They, they've yet to start. So I'll be really curious to see how they perform here. But um, I do like the lefties, Calhoun, uh, Kettle Marte, David Peralta. Um, th that would probably be it for me. Yeah, I like Calhoun's price, too. Um, so, we'll have to see how it kind of plays out. But, man, I'm hoping the Giants go off. I played a Bieber-Kershaw team with a Giants stack, and, like, both of those guys went over 30. So, like, come on, Giants. Don't fail me. I've got a ton of Giants. I know um, what I'm doing after this show. Uh, I'm going to watch the San Francisco Giants. Um, I already kind of talked about the Giants bats. What's your thoughts on them here? You can always stack against Ray. They're – like you mentioned, six walks in his best start this season. So, I mean, he's going to have traffic on the bases. All it takes is one guy to run into one. Um, this Giants lineup is improved from last year. Uh, the ballpark is playing better than the top three pitchers park it has been in the past. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind a full stack at all against Ray. Yeah, the only thing COVID's done for us this season that's been great is uh, block off those gates in San Francisco and the ball's flying. So. Um, Man, Slater's 2800 Um, I love that price on him. I think that price is just I, – I think you could really consider playing him in cash games. Um, Joey Bart, who got called up on Thursday, he's 2300 Like, if you're looking to go to, like, top-end guys, like, you can make a Bueller-Nola team, throw in a few Giants and do whatever you want with the rest. So, um I love the Giants. Like, don't forget about Flores. I know you got to use your first base spot, but who cares? Like, this dude has a 330 ISO against left-handed pitching this season. Robbie Ray is giving it up with the best of them. Like, I love the Giants. Man, go ahead. Question five on the morning grind game. Stack to score six more runs. San Francisco Giants, lock it in. Um, let's play that morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend because uh, it's a busy NASCAR weekend. I got a ton of stuff to do. We got five races this weekend, starting with the truck race on Friday. So I get baseball and trucks on the same day. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, who do you got? Um, give me Andrew Heaney. 
Um, let's see. I'm going to go with uh, Chad Cool. The more I think about it, the more I don't hate him. Um, like as we were going through the slate, I think he's super interesting for tournaments as much as that team strikes out. Um, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15, like a bust type of play. Uh, Dakota Hudson. All right. I'm glad you didn't take my guy. Got to, I got to hate on your boy, John Lester. Again, <laughs> I have a John Lester Jersey. I have a John Lester Red Sox all-star Jersey in my closet. Um, I've not always hated on John Lester, but he's not the same guy. Like he's they're not either going to continually fly out to the warning track or he's going to give up three home runs. <laughs> I hope it's the, the, the home run route. Um, Give me a guy over 4K, your expensive home run on this slate. Uh, Xander Bogarts. Xander, I like it. Um, it's my nickname, my kid. Um, you know what? Give me Eloy Jimenez um, against Lester. I really like that kid. I think he has so much talent. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? There's uh, a guy I talked about earlier that – Really needs to move up in the order. Uh, Kyle Tucker. I like that one. He's in the placeholder lineup that I built. Um, I'm going to go with Austin Slater. Like, batting leadoff against Robbie Ray. I like his chances to get two hits in this one. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Give me Boston. All right. I already said it. I'm going Giants. I'm hoping my – I went Oakland on Thursday. That game's just getting started. I hope they um, I hope they pan out. But uh, – We'll see what happens. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, uh, just enjoy your nice, relaxing weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, plenty of monster energy in the fridge, ready to get it rolling there. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see you in chat, buddy. I hope you have a nice little NASCAR takedown again. So that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy some baseball, some NASCAR, some basketball. I'm sure there's golf going on. I don't know if there's MMA going on, but – Let's just enjoy the, the fact that sports are back and um, we have something to, you know, sweat, watch, and enjoy. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again on Monday.